Today we want to look at the garment of patience, today's missing virtue. Brand name clothes mean something in our world. We believe that Calvin Klein, Hugo Boss, Armani, Gucci, Christian Dwar, etc., etc., all say something about the person wearing those clothes. We believe clothes makes the person. In our society, we put too much emphasis on the way we and others dress. Do we desire to draw attention to ourselves? Do we seek to judge the church and others by the way they dress? I've said all that to say that Paul's not really concerned with our fashion tendencies, but with our spiritual clothing. He's talking about a visible Christianity in our passage, a Christianity clothed in Christ. Jesus, who at the end of Luke's gospel said that we will be clothed with power from on high. Our reading from Colossians for this Sunday provides a wonderful text with which to address the coming new year. It appears as the second half of a series of injunctions marking the end of the old humanity and the inbreaking of the new humanity in Christ, the old creation and the new creation. Using the imagery of clothing and undressing and dressing, the text first lists the negative features of life that are to be taken off, stripped off, a striptease, so to speak. And those are contained in verses 5 to 9 of Colossians chapter 3. Then it turns to the positive characteristics of the new humanity, with which the readers are told they are to clothe themselves. And we read them a little bit earlier on today. The various descriptions of our new life in Christ provide a rich content for our Christian reflection on the life of a new year that we are about to enter into. For we're at the end of the year 2021 and we'll soon enter into the year 2022. And we need to ask ourselves a few questions. What does it mean to live as a Christian in what some label as a post-Christian era? When the prominence of the church in the broader culture has diminished, when Christian values and commitments are not readily acknowledged. It may be that simply raising the question will remind us that our kingship with the early Christians, who operated as a tiny minority in a society that found their way strange, and at times they were persecuted because of their strangeness. Paul exhorts the Colossians to be like Christ, to be clothed in Christ. As we see in those t-shirts behind me, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Paul wraps this theme around it that we are to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. But for today, I want us to focus on only one piece of that new wardrobe in Christ, patience. A recent study of 2,000 British people found that our pursuit of more knowledge has made us impatient, impatient people. The availability of information at our fingertips has made us agitated if we cannot find what we want or need immediately. In this study, it took an average of 22 seconds for people to express frustration if their TV or computer doesn't start streaming a movie properly. I don't know about you, but many people will agree that we, uh, for the most part, can't handle six to eight seconds 
of not getting what we want on our TVs and computers. As a society, we have become impatient and more prone to outrage, road outrage, verbal outrage, sexual outrage. Yes, patience is a component of God's spirit in our lives and Paul wants us to be clothed with the patience of Christ, today's missing virtue. Bill McLaston adds, patience is something you admire in the driver behind you, but not in the one ahead of you. How true that is. How true that is. We want the people behind us to be patient with us, but we are not patient with those in front of us. How patient are you with the neighbors who let their dogs bark all night long after you worked a long 18-hour day? You see, we live in that culture in North America, in Canada, in Prince Edward Island that thrives on instant, click-away culture. In a world of just a click-away, we desperately need patience. God's patience. God and his son's patience. In a recent article in Revelant magazine, Ben Kay writes, technology has forever changed the waiting game. Thanks to Amazon and Apple, we can walk around our homes like we're straight out of the crowns, that Netflix series about Queen Elizabeth. The rightful queens and kings of our own domain and highly personalized digital dominion. This is my dominion. Every TV show, movie, and song in history, on demand. Your 17 social media accounts up in 0.5 seconds. Food delivered to your doorstep, there's an app for that. Clothes, homes, goods, books, gifts, and any other thing you ever want or need in this life, Amazon has that for you, and you can get it before tomorrow night. The digital world has gotten us accustomed to a click lifestyle. A lifestyle in which nearly every human need or urge, however healthy or destructive, can be immediately fulfilled and with almost no effort or weight on our part. That's what we want, a click-away life. A click-away life. Click, I got some Thai food. Click, I got some new clothes. Click, I got some nights. Click, I got some da Jack Daniel. Oh, I just want to see if you're awake or not. Click a new car. In a world of 5G and fiber optic, a world that literally didn't exist 30 years ago, waiting, it seemed, is becoming non-essential. That's what they're trying to sell you. But waiting is still part of the human life. Let me ask you another question. Where are your habits moving you in an impatient world? Who are you becoming in an impatient world? How well are you handling the impatient world in which we live? In order to be reflectors of Christ in a click-away world, Paul says, we need the wardrobe of Christ. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, peace, and love. We need to be re-clothed in Christ. We need to disrobe the old. Some Christians go at length to defend the truth only to deny it in their personal lives without any 
experience or any witness of the clothing of Christ present in their lifestyle. Paul said these words to Titus. They profess they know God, but in works deny him. We profess that we believe in God, but do we truly believe him? The cause, impatience. Impatience at home, impatience in the community, impatience at school, impatience in the church, impatience while a pastor is preaching. You see, Paul's use of the word patience in Colossians is seen always in relationship to other people, with strangers, with your family, with your church community, and with those at your workplace. Let us define patience. Patience in scripture is the ability to endure for a long time whatever opposition and suffering may come our way. And to show perseverance without warning or retaliation or revenge. The ability to put up with the weakness and foibles of others, including other believers. And to show restraint toward them without getting quickly irritated or angry enough to want to fight back. Patience stops us from fighting back, fighting battles that we shouldn't engage in. So patience isn't easy, my friends. It demands strength, stamina. It demands, uh, and it depends on being able to exercise control over our reactions to others. None of it is easy. It doesn't come naturally to us. It's why we need the spirit of the living God to make it grow in our lives. I'm not talking about human achievement or pure human willpower. I'm talking about being divinely empowered by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Have you ever noticed that when you have lived with somebody for a real long time, their body language communicates that they are becoming impatient with you? A frown, folding of the arms, Raising of their eyebrows, a red face, steam coming out of their ears. It's at those times that the Apostle Paul says to us, clothe yourself with patience. We need patience to absorb the falling out in our community, to absorb the falling out in our families, to absorb the falling out in our churches, gnawing anger, strains lifelong relationships that God has created. Maybe alongside Paul, we need to take some advice from the Beatles song, We Can Work It Out. Remember the lyric? Life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friend, because we can work it out. We can work it out. Someone said that patience is the willingness to endure irritation. How good are you at enduring the irritation of the ones that just get you steaming? See, many, many people think that the so-called Old Testament God was always angry or suddenly angry. While there are certainly some spectacular examples of God's anger against people's sin. But in fact, when God identified and described himself to Moses in the book of Exodus, this is what he said. The Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Those words are repeated in the Psalms and other places in Scripture. God is a patient God, a compassionate God, a gracious God. 
slow to anger. In other words, God is indeed patience. And when we read about the life of Christ Jesus in the gospel, we also see a patient Jesus. The patience of Jesus with his disciples was tested a lot. Remember when he was praying in Gethsemane and they couldn't even stay awake for an hour? And he went back again, and he went back again, and every time he got back, they couldn't survive more than one hour. They fell asleep. They were so often slow to understand what Jesus was saying and doing. But I don't think any of us have done any better than the disciples of Jesus. But you know one thing? Jesus persevered with them. He didn't give up on them. He kept encouraging them. He kept on teaching them. He kept on giving wisdom teaching to them. John begins his account of Jesus' final meal with his disciples like this. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loved them to the end. Was he irritated by their lack of attention to what he was saying and teaching and doing? But he still loved them to the end. He never gave up on them. See, the supreme patience of Jesus is demonstrated, of course, as he endured the violent brutality and injustice of the cross in which he had for our sins, for our benefit. And he did that precisely in order to bear and carry our sins without retaliation, but trusting in his Father that he will make all things right in the end. Forgiving those who crucified him while he was dying on the cross. See, when Christians suffer, there should be no surprise. We have been moored by Jesus and the apostles again and again throughout the New Testament. There should be no retaliation because we follow the example of Christ who did not fight back, not even with words, when he could have called on the army of angels for his defense. There should be no quitting when we commit our cause to God, we do not sit back and wait. We carry on doing what we are called to do, willingly enduring irritation and societal outrage at our faith and the way we live and what we believe. See, the patient people of God are to be an alternative society to the world, to be the place where the structure effects of anger fade, not increase. In order to diffuse anger before it blows up in our face, we need to put on Christ's garment of patience. Today's neglected virtue. Anger recklessly eats away at our soul like cancer and shrivels our gratitude to God and to others. The problem is not that we might get angry, but how do we handle anger? Do we endure like Christ who suffered on the cross for us or do we retaliate? Remember that time Peter took the sword and cut off the soldier's ear and Jesus had to heal it. Peter lacked patience. Paul in our passage today is contrasting life before Christ and the life we now have in Christ. He's basically saying that life before Christ was made of anger and wrath and slander and abusive talking and envy and quarreling and gossip and hostility and fractured relationships. What is Paul getting at? He's speaking to a church 
He's speaking to us now in the year 2021 in a world of polarized politics and diverse opinions on vaccines and pandemics. We need Christ's garment of patience. If you have uncontrollable anger at the current polarization in our world, our response is to reflect a Christ-like patience, not revenge, not retaliations, not impatience, not outbursts of rage, but steadfast patience that was exhibited to us in the life of Christ and of our God throughout history. The patient follower of Christ has a long fuse, not a short fuse, when dealing with hot topics. It's sad that the time we show others patience is not really due to our patience, but to fatigue. Our get up and go got up and went. So we give up. Patience is giving others a second chance. How willing are you to forgive the one that is irritating you and causing impatience in your life? You see, when only anger arises within us, we need to stop and pray for the right way to respond. We need to understand that even holy rebuke is delicate surgery, keeping in mind that as followers of Jesus, we need to forgive as Christ has forgiven us. Elsewhere, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patience, it bears all things. When you are driving behind a slowpoke on the highway, you need to stop tailgating him or opening up your mouth and screaming at him or her, whoever is driving that other vehicle, in all probability, you know what? They can't hear you. Leave the grandmas and grandpas alone because one day it will be you driving at a snail pace in that left lane. And remember, love is patient. Patience is a garment out of the wardrobe of God picked for you and is a gift of God to all who are in Christ. Paul says, clothe yourselves with patience. Someone once told the story of a farmer whose crops were threatened by a flock of crows. He tied a stick of dynamite to one he trapped in his field and then he turned it loose, expecting it to blow itself up in midair and scare off the other birds. Instead, the crow flew to his barn, and when the dynamite exploded, the whole barn was demolished. We must get it into our heads that our resentment is more destructive to us than it is to the one we resent, to the one who irritates us, to the one who gets us going. The anger we project through our lack of patience, has a way of coming back to roost in us, to sit in us. One of the early fathers of the church, John Chrysostom, said that a patient man is the one who, having the resources and the opportunity to avenge himself, chooses to refrain from the exercises of these. So as we come to the end of 2021, as we are about to enter the year 2022, the church's prophetic witness to an outraged, impatient culture is to be people clothed from on high with the Christ's garment of patience. 
May the Lord bless you. And may we exhibit patience in a world that is impatient. God bless you.